Is that a man <laughs> bun I see? Yeah, I had is to that a man bun, it Kurt? Is, <laughs> is that a man bun? It's unruly, Dylan. Don't mess with me about that. I have nothing else to do, or I can't do anything else with it. You could cut it <laughs> like a man. <laughs> All right, let's do this. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Formula America podcast. We're your hosts, Kurt and Dylan, and we're here to have a little chat about this crazy Qatar Grand Prix weekend where the fact that Max Verstappen was uh, crowned a three-time world champion is small on the yeah. scale of things that took place this weekend. This is it, wild, man. Dude, and I didn't realize apparently how physically demanding this race was until all the interviews afterwards and all of the people going to medical tents and passing out and Logan <laughs> Sargent being carried limply from his car. And, dude, it like, was... I thought from, you know, last week, I remember looking up the, the weather report and it was showing the temperature swings. And it was supposed to be cool once the sun went down, yeah. but I, I guess not cool enough and not quick enough because I guess the sun had just gone down. But yeah, man, this was one of those where even, you know, all the drivers like this is the most uh, physically demanding race I've ever been in. And they all looked like ass when they got Except out of the for cars. Max. He was like, for, top five. Yeah, Max and Fernando Alonso, who looked like he had the time <laughs> of his life for some reason. <laughs> Yeah, it, crazy weekend. We had rule changes halfway through it and mandatory pit stops and and uh, Lance Stroll shoving his personal trainer into a, into a wall and all kinds Oof. of awesomeness. That one, we definitely want to get into that one because that's uh, uh, that was crazy, both unacceptable yeah. and wild. But all right, we got a lot to go over. I know you said you got multiple pages of notes. I got multiple pages of notes. So let's take it, uh, take it from the top. So we get Friday, one practice session, and that's it on a brand new, essentially brand new track. Only been run yep. one time before, but now it's been resurfaced. The curbs and have never been redone. Run. Yeah. And so essentially a virgin surface here. Yeah. No F2, and no F3, no GT car, nothing. No one had been, it has been the first race <laughs> on this track. Just a brand new, brand new pavement with nothing but fresh sand coating the top of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the curbs were wild. I mean, they redid them because we had what four punctures and 21 from the curb strikes. And so they redid them, but looks like they still made them really rough. I don't, uh, I saw them. A, I saw a close up of one of the curves, a, a picture of it. I can't believe that somebody was like, yeah, that'll do. It was yeah. legitimately like a, a, a saw blade. It looked like, and the way yeah. it dropped off on the back, like if you go over that, I'm sure these cars just have gouges down the bottom of them. Yeah. They were talking about on the backside of the curb. It has a, a five centimeter drop off. They called it a pyramid curb. And, uh, I was like five centimeter. I'm like doing the math, like two inches. Like that's a, in those cars, that is a hefty immediate drop at very high levels of downforce. Yeah. Like, There's, yeah. It's dangerous. So, I mean, I guess they weren't sausage curbs that were going to cause punctures, but they were definitely not nice to the cars. Um, so, yeah, we get, we get a whole run of, of practice. Everyone was out there. I think you and I both had it on just kind of in the background because it was middle of the day and, you know, just tons of running. Yeah, and it was immediate that people were having a lot of issues with the track limits. And, yeah. you know, I think the big thing was when everybody came out, everybody was having grip issues. Everybody's sliding around. Even Max, who doesn't really have offs, doesn't go off the track. Even he was having issues hooking it up a lot of times. I think it's just there, the environment just blows that sand onto the track, and it's just an, a skating rink at that point. Yeah, it was... Uh, you know, it's interesting. The track limit issue definitely wasn't as bad as it was in uh, Austria, but like just clearly sliding through, which you have to manage. I mean, that's part of being a driver. Like I thought, I think we all thought Austria was a little bit ridiculous on the track limits this weekend. It was an issue, but I didn't think it got to a ridiculous level. Like, Hey, you needed to keep your car inside the track limits. Like if you have to back out of it, then so be it. But you're just clearly going in so fast and sliding off of the track. Like <laughs> that is track limits. Yep. Gotta slow it down. Um, I, I didn't think it, it was, it was challenging, but I didn't think it was over the top. Right. Yeah, I agree. Um, so we get through practice and we go straight into GP quality. Um, and it was, 
kind of a banger out of the gate. Uh, you know, nothing. Liam Lawson went out in P18, Lance Stroll, P17, not even close to making it out of Q1 again. <laughs> and Alonzo in Q1 was crushing it. He was putting in like P3, P4 times. <laughs> not Alonzo. Yeah, Alonzo. Yeah, it's, it's again, man, it just shows the discrepancy between these two guys. And yeah. I think we saw that the frustration <laughs> afterwards was definitely building in that uh, the second or I don't know. Is it the second? Is he the second or first driver? I don't even know anymore. Yeah. Definitely not the first. Maybe in name, but yeah. Right. Um, but Alonzo has the highlighter on top. True. Um, yeah, that was interesting. Stroll goes out. P- it, so first of all, Sergeant Stroll, Lawson, Magnuson, and Joe Guan Yu go out. Pete Q1. Pretty standard. Um, although Alex Albon almost went out. And for a second, Sergeant had a time faster than him. And then after the checkered flag, Albon put in one just squeaking ahead of Logan and continued his whitewash of never being out qualified by Sergeant. Yeah, I think um, he got him by what a tenth. It was yeah, right at yeah. so Sergeant was twenty six two ten and Albon was twenty six one eighteen. Man, so. I was really rooting for Sergeant this weekend. I was like, please just just pull it out. Just do something good. Yeah, not a weekend for me. But so Lance Stroll gets out of the car. His personal trainer comes over with some water and whatnot. And as they're walking to the back, he shoves him away from them. I Ooh. mean, just what a temper tantrum. Oh, for like, sure. When you see when he launched the steering wheel? Yeah. Which, I mean, by all accounts, the steering wheel is like 50 grand. And I he bet just, more than that. Yeah, yeah. And he just like throws it out of the car. I see you see the one mechanic try to catch it, but it just goes and falls off the other side. What a baby, man. I'm thinking just a, I, I think there's probably a lot more behind the scenes. You know, lately, you know, over the last week, there was these rumors that maybe Lawrence is looking to sell the team or to a Ram you know, Yeah. And then there's a ton of, you know, pressure and rumors about Lance. So I'm sure it's starting to build up and he probably really wanted to put in a good performance and show that he's good enough, but he's not. And yep. I think it just uh, it just got to him this weekend. But that was completely unacceptable can you imagine if you walked into your job and something didn't go your way and you just start tossing your keyboard and then you you shove your manager or something like that Get out yeah of i mean just just acting like a total spoiled billionaire's kid like when he went to the media <laughs> pit afterwards he said like three words and just walked away and it's <laughs> you know it's just like dude you're I, I get it you're not doing great and you're upset and, and that's fine but grow up yep for sure don't be such a baby you suck <laughs> um, so we go into Q2, and we have some pretty big spri- surprises in Q2, namely the fact that Carlos Sainz and Sergio Perez go out. Yes. Oh, man. Sergio Perez was not looking forward to that. He was definitely, him and Logan Sargent, I think, needed a good performance, both for their mental and their professional side. Yes. And it just did not work. Checo no, could I- not put in the time and not go over the, the track limits. Yeah, because he almost got, he was in like P10, put a time in and took him up to P9. He was going to fall back anyway. It wasn't fast enough. And then his check, his time got deleted, dropped him down to P13. And that was all she wrote. Um, Just, yeah, not a good weekend. So we have Sonoda, Sainz, Perez, Albon, and Hulkenberg all going out in Q2. And Sainz, it just seemed like he, I don't even remember his track time getting deleted. He just didn't put in a great banger of a lap. Yeah, he just, he couldn't put it together. And then we get to Q3, and Lando Norris cannot put a lap in to save his life. Like, (laughs) kept on P1, P2, deleted. P2, deleted. P1, deleted. Like, just couldn't hook it up to the point where he never even got a lap in. He started P10 because every one of his his were deleted. Very un-Lando. It it was. He was definitely off, and... You know, I don't know, you know, what was leading up to it, but he was he looked off. You could tell he was off. And even afterwards, like his radio message where he's like, I am just shit. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm just shit. He was pretty it's, upset. It's like, damn, uh, I feel bad for the guy, man. Yeah, he's got some pressure mounting right now over there at McLaren, especially with that car getting as good as it is. He does. Uh, Oscar we, Piastri is not making it easy for him. No, he's the real deal. Um, we had both Alpines go through seven and eight, which, you know, Alpines definitely seeming to be picking it up, but there's also 
a lot of drama over there. Oh, yeah. And we have Max Verstappen on pole with George and Lewis and Fernando right behind him. Yeah, that, uh, well, at, at, we had George and Oscar right behind him <laughs> all the way up to the interviews when uh, Naomi Schiff essentially just yanked the microphone out of his hand. It was like, <laughs> get, get out, out of here. there. You're not P3. <laughs> I love George's face where he's like, what, what did he say? Like, where's, where's, uh, Lando or whatever? I forget what he was looking for. I think it was Lando, right? Yeah. And he just looks so surprised. He's like, oh, okay. But yeah, I yeah. felt bad for Oscar. He's like, yeah, actually, turns out you got your lap time deleted. <laughs> get, <laughs> so get out, uh, get out of here. Um, Yeah, that was kind of funny. It definitely, there's jokes about that with every interview after that because Oscar did swell enough to get interviewed multiple times. He did. And, uh, so but that was funny. That was GP quality, kind of a great time. Good, you know, uh, just clean quality with with the uh who words with the track limits definitely <laughs> rearing their heads and uh you know signs and Perez going out in Q2 was was surprising not a good way for Perez to start the weekend no he definitely uh set the tone for his weekend right there and it only got better <laughs> oh so man. we uh we roll into into Saturday sprint day straight into the sprint shootout. I do have to say I like the condensed qualifying time for the sprint shootout. It makes it definitely more challenging. Well, we didn't necessarily roll straight into the sprint shootout because this Saturday I morning am missing something big. You're right. <laughs> Saturday morning we find that overnight Pirelli again did a test where they dissect the tires and realize that hey, these tires aren't going to last <laughs> and we yeah. need to do something. So they repainted two of the turns, shortened the track and essentially just pulled it in so that they weren't going to hit the curbs on that. On a, I forget, what was it? Turn 15, four, or yeah. 13 and 14. Yeah, there you go. And uh, so shorten the track on those. So then they got a, what did they call that? A uh, a, a condensed practice. I forget what they called it. This is a familiarization lap, I believe. Yeah. They, apparently, they used to do them like pre 2010 or something. They used to let guys get out there and do 10 minute, 15 minutes of warm up with the car to see the track. Um, David Coulthard was talking about that. But yeah, let them have some time with the with the new track layout um, and that new you know, way that curve was. And basically what Pirelli, I read the analysis from Pirelli, they said from the way those saw blade style uh, curbs were and how much they were being ran on, the tread was literally separating from the tire. Cool. They said it would absolutely cause um, blowouts. And so, yeah, that's when they started rumor milling that, hey, we're going to keep analysis on this, but if if this keeps up, we're going to have made it three three pit stop mandatory race with a maximum tire life, which uh, made things interesting. That's for sure. <laughs> which had the Ferrari pit wall just shaking in their boots. <laughs> no, 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 no. Six pit stops. No, no. <laughs> um, yeah. Super interesting with that. Um, so we roll into the sprint shootout and, you know, Q1 was nothing crazy. Lance Stroll goes out again. Alex Albon, Sonoda, Magnuson, and old Logie Bear. What a shame. His time. Yeah. So I think he must have had uh, a time. His time must have got deleted, right? Yeah, they did. Because he was, he was what? This is like 2.05. Yeah, 35, 40-some seconds slower yeah. than everybody else. His time got deleted. Yeah, and I'm sure also this whole weekend he was probably on like a level 7 instead of 10. Just trying to like, just don't put it in the wall. Don't put it in the wall. Yeah. Don't put it in the wall. Yeah, I would imagine so. That was uh, not a great showing for him. But, you know, the car was in one piece. So I guess we'll, you know, take what we can get. Lance goes out P16 again. I thought that was great. Um, yeah. At this point, I'm completely rooting against them after what he did the day before. Yep. I, I, I'm wanting I've lost pure implosion. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. He needs to, he needs to pack it up. Going to Q2, we lose Lewis Hamilton in Q2 for the first time this season. Yeah, that was uh, that was a shock. It was yeah. kind of crazy. I, I wonder if he was just tiptoeing around too much, trying not to exceed the track limits. And and I mean, the the gap to to be in Q3 is tenths of a second. Like it's not a yep. big gap. 
Yeah, and I can't remember which driver it was, but in one of the interviews, they were saying that when they repainted turn 14 or whatever it was, the way the car comes around, you can't see where the line is. So you're completely guessing because, I mean, you're sitting so low. You've got the tire blocking view anyways. So you come around that turn and it's a complete guess as to where that line is. So I know a lot of drivers are trying to figure that out. So that was... Well, and it, it was. I think I thought David Coulthard had some really interesting commentary and points on that, where he kept on saying, "Like, sure, you know, did they gain an advantage going off the track limits? Like, if the car slid one millimeter outside of the track, did you gain an advantage?" And it's like, well, probably not, not really. Um, and so, you know, should that be? a track limits deleted if if you didn't gain any kind of advantage like you know uh, we saw that one with uh Yuki Sonoda where he actually could have been inside the track he just opened up his steering wheel to set up for the next corner and was clearly off track opening up his steering wheel to get a better setup to the next corner track limits you, that needs to be deleted but if you're just sliding a little bit off track like should that be a deletion of time did you gain an advantage Right, and it was like that's a good point, um, but the stewards were pretty black and white on it. That <laughs> nope, you just went off track. Bye. <laughs> yeah, some of them I I can't believe how close some of them were. Like there's a couple guys that went around when they show the replay. You're like, is he or isn't he? Yeah, and it, it seemed like more often than not they were erring on the side of yeah, he's off. Um, yeah, even Max man, got yeah. a track time deleted. I think he yeah, I know. only won, but. Uh, I feel like they're the stewards are definitely making a lot more work for themselves than they do these. Yes. So Q2, we lose Pierre Gasly, Hamilton, Botas, Lawson, and Zhou Guan Yu. Roll it on into Q3. And track limits galore right up to the point that Oscar Piastri puts it on pole. Uh, on merit. He did. He did. And it, I know for me, I'm sitting there rooting for my boy Lando on that last lap. And then you see the, the, the shot from down the straight and he's just off the track and you're just yes. like, no. but man, what a good job. Those McLarens were strong this weekend. They were seriously strong. I think we're going to have to talk about that with Checo at the end here, but, uh, yeah, those McLarens have done a hell of a job. Well, we just roll into Sunday to the sprint. Now nah, we're still on Saturday, Oh, the bro. sprint, the sprint. I'm getting ahead of myself. So much going so, on this weekend. <laughs> there's so much. So what was the sprint? 18 laps total? One tire? Uh, yeah. One tire, yep. Um, so I noticed, so the starting grid, we had Piastri, Norris, and uh, and Max. And then we have George, Carlos, and Leclerc all right behind them. One through three, Oscar, Lando, and Max all have medium tires on. Four through six, George, Carlos, and Charles all have soft tires on. So it's like, oof, let's see. You know, we have no idea what a difference this is going to make. And the lights go out, and holy shit. Like, yeah, those, soft, <laughs> those soft tire runners were lightning fast. It, they, it wasn't even close blew by max and lando i couldn't believe oscar managed to hang on by the hair on his chinny chin chin um i thought max was definitely playing it safe knowing he had the fastest car knowing he only needed to be in sixth place to secure the championship max very much i think just played it safe and and got blown by and was like that's fine you know i'll catch you guys um lando i think just got caught out i don't think anyone was expecting those three the uh george and those ferraris to come through so fast it it was to the point where they were almost rear-ending the cars ahead of them because they were so much faster off the line yeah it was crazy and liam lawson's in the gravel (laughs) almost immediately almost immediately i mean to be to be fair that was a very tough track to drive on and it the sand had started to blow back on but yeah that was uh, almost immediate he's in the gravel yeah, and, and he the other thing the I noticed one. that Perez in that start went from P8 to P11 in the first two corners, and I was like, well, that's not good. <laughs> not, <laughs> not looking good, good Checo. Like, come on, you're not supposed to be going backwards in a sprint. But, um, yeah, so we have a safety car for like a lap and a half, nothing crazy. They get the car cleaned up really fast, and we go back to racing, and Russell's in P1. 
Like, yep. and I yep. know, I know Oscar thought it was over at that point. Yeah. And then, uh, but it didn't last for long because then we had our second of the three safety cars in the sprint race. Oh, and, oh man. And again, it's just like, how much lower can it get? And yeah. on a weekend when he cannot afford to do anything, you know, like this, and he just goes off again. And he didn't, I mean, for no reason other than he just lost the car. Yeah. Like no one touched him. I mean, he got the wind picked up and he was off and into the gravel. Like, just like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> like, just do it a little bit. It's like that meme with the guy in the stick and the dog's laying down and he's poking it. He's like, just do something. Do something. Come, come on. Come on. Um, you know, safety car, that safety car went a little longer, went about four laps. Um, and Russell had a great start from the safety car. I mean, he, I thought it was funny cause I don't know if he planned it or not, but the safety car pulls away green lights. You know, it's, it's Russell's pack to start when he wants. And he does a little bit of weave to get some heat in the tires. And as he finishes the weave, Piastri starts to weave himself and Russell takes off in that instant. And I was like, Piastri, that was, a, that was kind of a rookie move. Like, yeah. Don't start to weave because he's waiting for anything you give him. And he did. He was like a second clear almost instantly. Yeah, he definitely killed it on that restart. But it also, a lot of times when you see the restart, and I think actually DC mentioned it the next day, a lot of times they will wait until they're further down the track, closer to the starting point. And Russell took off pretty soon, like almost yeah. immediately when he could. And I think it just caught a lot of people out. But to see the gap that he built on that, I mean, it's definitely awesome to see. And, you know, I don't know if Piastri took a little... Uh, lesson from that but uh I, I think what the next day piastri did the same or tried to do the same but it didn't work as well yeah no russell crushed it on that restart um uh and lap nine the tires are falling off of those softs and i've and him max blew by the ferraris like they're standing still and it was like uh-oh <laughs> here we go those softs are gone now like <laughs> And it was, I was thinking about it and I know we'll talk about it more during the race and the thought process is there, but like based on quality, based on, you know, the tires literally coming apart and Ferrar or Pirelli being worried about them surviving, why would you go with a soft strategy? Like clearly they're, they're not going to last 18 laps very well. I, I thought that was a like bold move because I think it was going to be pretty clear. There's some high degradation. Yeah, I don't know. I think a lot of the strategy that might have played into that was looking at how tricky it was to drive on that track, how many people were going off and having issues. I think they were kind of banking on the safety cars, like what happened. Because generally, yeah. if you get a safety car, you're going, you know, you're going to, your tires are going to last a lot longer. But I think they fell off quicker than anybody could have assumed. I think yeah. they were hoping for those safety cars to happen. The fact they got two, they're like, oh, this is perfect for us. But then those tires just fell off a cliff super yeah. quick. They died. So it, it just, yeah, about halfway through, it was game over for those guys. Uh, yeah, and I mean, so at that, so now lap nine, Verstappen blows by the Ferraris. Lap eleven, Piastri's back in P one. Norris passes Leclerc, um, and it's you know looking like those those tires are done. And you're like, okay, this is all set. This got to be a real chill ending to this sprint race. And Checo Perez. <laughs> Just go back and you see Checo. You're like, oh, what'd you do this time? But then yeah. they showed the the review or the the replay, and it was just a sandwich. It was an Ocon yeah, it was sandwich. Hulk's front wing hit Ocon's tire puncture. He spun and slammed the side pod of Checo. And you know, every, my opinion on this is Checo was along for the ride and that crash wasn't his fault, but it's also a hundred percent his fault because why are you battling with a Haas and an Alpine? <laughs> yeah. True. Why yeah. are you being passed by Nico Hulkenberg in a Haas? <laughs> That's true. He's got the fastest car on the grid and you're down there. It's like a high schooler messing with middle schoolers, like picking on middle schoolers or something. Yeah, you're not even back to your starting location yet. We're 11 laps <laughs> yeah. in, and you're battling Haas and Alpine. This is your fault, Checo. I don't care yep. if you're along for the ride. That's what you get for being that far back in the field. That's true. That's true. You never should have been there. Never should have been there. Completely his fault. It was. I was like, geez. So Perez is in the you know beached, 
two cars are beached at this point. And uh, so safety car and Russell is begging to come in and box and get new tires. And yeah. Like, nope, stay out. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. There's a 20 some second loss for a pit stop. There's no way you're going to remake, uh, make back up that, you know, distance. three laps. Just, uh, just hold what you got and just hang on. Yeah. And so safety car restart. Leclerc passes Norris on lap 15. Um, and it's like, oh, because those softs just, they fired up fast, but then they dropped off again. So everyone was like, oh, man, like the softs are, are fired back up again. Is there going to be some racing? And then, nope, nope, they died. And <laughs> Norris blew by both Leclerc and, or both Ferraris on the last lap. Yep. But we have Oscar Piastri, P1 sprint race winner. All right. So Max. Oscar Piastri, and I, there's some debate on this. I know you and I had a little debate on it. Oscar Piastri continues his streak of winning a race in his rookie season in every series that he's been in. And now you can is put it, this a race win? It's a all right. Here's here's what I what I clarified in my mind. It is a race win. It's not a Grand Prix win. It's a sprint race. So therefore, it's a race win. It still counts. It's gonna always have an asterisk by it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like I I know Lando feels bad because. You know, he was there with uh, with Carlos Sainz. Carlos Sainz got a podium before him. Danny yeah. Ricardo comes in. Danny gets a win Wins before at him. Monza. Oscar comes in. Now Oscar gets a win. It, the fact that it's a sprint versus a Grand Prix, I don't think really matters in his mind because he still wishes it was him. But man, I, I don't know. I feel bad for him. I want Lando to get a win here. And we'll get into it at the end of the race. Um, but hopefully it's coming soon. Hopefully it's coming soon. I agree. I think the the biggest thing to me is that it's there's no hindrance, nothing stopping Lando from getting a win or getting beating his teammate other than Lando. Like they're playing I think McLaren is playing a pretty fair game at over there and letting him race and Lando's getting beat. True. Which is weird because he has such. I think Lando's a better driver than Oscar, especially in race trim. But just little things are going wrong, and and yeah. someone else I, capitalized. I think it's honestly just recently too. Like if you look at the entire season, Lando by all accounts has been outperforming him. Just this yep. weekend as a whole, just by itself, he was making mistakes on Friday, making mistakes on Saturday, Sunday. He was able to put it together, but his mistakes from Friday or the what held him back because I mean we yeah. could see he was way faster than Oscar which is what we see in every race when it gets time to a race he's always quicker oh yeah but then you know you get the qualifying he's been beat a couple times so yeah he'll get there he's just got to hold it together and not be so tough on himself yeah I agree because land is a hell of a driver all right Sunday finally we are at the race um starting grid we got Max on pole, George, Lewis, Fernando, Leclerc, Piastri, Pierre, Esteban, Botas, and Lando down in 10th. Um, we have signs out of the race for a fuel issue. We a, have Checo Perez issue. starting in the pit lane. <laughs> huh? I said a fuel issue with air quotes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at it where... Ferrari's like, there's no way we can handle six pit stops. <laughs> Let's just cut our losses. <laughs> we'll only get rid of one car. Now we only have to worry about three pit stops. Yeah. That was, I had the same thought go through my mind. <laughs> Checo Perez has a start in the pit lane because that car was so damaged. It was considered a new car. <laughs> that's pretty bad. <laughs> I was, yeah. that's why I texted you Saturday. I was like, you think they'll get it repaired in time? Which, I guess obviously it wasn't a concern. They did. They said even Max's mechanics stayed, and instead of celebrating the championship, they stayed and helped. But man, yeah, that car must have been destroyed. Yeah, it looked rough. Um, mandatory eight or mandatory three pit stops, maximum of eighteen laps on a set of new tires. They did allow that to go up to twenty-two laps if you were on a quality tire. Because that counted for the in laps and the out laps. So if you're using a tire used in quality, you could get 22 laps, brand new set of tires, 18 lap maximum, which was interesting to see the thought process. We have Lewis starting on the whole field is on mediums. Clearly from the sprint, medium is the tire to be on. Um, Lewis is on softs from third place, which is interesting because we saw how fast the softs dropped off. But hey, 
you know, depending on what tire allocation you have. And I think that was one of the interesting things. You know, all of the teams had a strategy for how they were going to burn through their tires over the course of the weekend. And now you have a mandatory three stop with tire life on there. Like, depending on how many you used in quality and whatnot, like, you might be hosed. Yeah. And so that was a really interesting, like, I bet some of the teams were like, I get it, but bro. Like yeah, another use set all of, of tires. my tires. <laughs> yeah. Um, and David Coulthard said that he was like, you know, it's interesting. They still are requiring you to use two different tire compounds. And it's right. like, yeah, I agree. Maybe you should have been given an extra set of tires or something, but depending on how you did your tire allocation that weekend. So, yeah. Um, and you have Checo Perez on hards from the yes. lane. I didn't get I, I, why. Uh, I think that was honestly just using him as a tester to see, you know, how long that tire lasted, how long it took to fire up so they could put max on it and have some data later on. Because honestly, it didn't make any other sense. He's the only one starting on hards. You know, you had, like you said, you had Lewis on soft, Bottas on soft, Lawson and Magnuson both on soft as well. Um, And literally everybody else was mediums. Yeah. So it was a strange for Pacheco. It was. That'd be a good point, what you said, if it was just a diagnostic run. But um, we have lights out, turn one, both Mercedes crash. (laughs) I, oh my God, I exploded. It was, I was just like, this is just like Nico and, uh, and Hamilton from a few years ago. I was like, this is it. It's starting. We've seen it building up and now it's starting. And the fact that both were blaming each other. And honestly, I thought it was Russell's fault at first until I saw the replay. But at first, I was like, Russell, he was well ahead of him on different tires. He should have backed out of it. But man, Lewis just yeeted. It just went right over there and just said, good luck, everybody. And just (laughs) yanked it right in front of him. Yeah, he completely did. Uh, It was a little crazy. Um, And it was just interesting because... From the start, from the sprint race, it was going to probably be pretty clear that Lewis was going to get out in front of George. Like, right. That, that seemed like a foregone conclusion. Um, I was like, why did Russ, why was Russell racing so hard with his teammate that's on softs, totally different race strategy? And then, yeah, replay, and you're like, oh, nope, just that was Lewis. That was Lewis closed the door. Uh, and he owned it afterwards. He, he completely yeah. owned it. It was like, I saw the replays. This is 100% on me. I was like, good for you, Lewis. Um, the rare mistake. But yeah, that that was crazy. Russell comes in, safety car, pit stop, throws on a fresh set of tires, comes out in P17. And you're like, oh, I guess Russell's race is done. The, the thing um, that I thought was so funny was how Russell was on the radio and just talking about how bad it was. And his engineer is like, let's focus on the race. And he's just like, I know, I know. But, and then Toto Wolf from home in his <laughs> recovery bed where he just had knee surgery. <laughs> it's just like, just keep your head down, Russell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of hard uh, when Toto comes on the radio. You got to shut up and do your job then. I know, from another country. It's like, okay, maybe <laughs> I should pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> Piastri in the opening scene went from P6 to P2 and Norris went from 10 to 6. So that was uh, pretty good on the McLarens. They made up some room, um, but, you know, Checo did not. Nope. Checo didn't. He was just in the back watching it all happen. Yeah. Um, So safety car ends. They get Lewis out of there. Uh, They got the drive to survive shot of Lewis walking across the track with George Russell going behind him. You know that's going to be played over and over over again what a shot you see that in (laughs) slow-mo george is just going by oh my god that was beautiful what a shot that that cameraman got a bonus (laughs) um we get re-going and on lap six russell passes checo he did what what are what in the world is happening it wasn't even hard for him to get by but to be fair checo was on these hard tires Actually, no. It was Checo's fault. <laughs> what are you doing, Checo? Um, and Nico Hulkenberg got a 10-second penalty for being in the wrong start box because Carlos <laughs> signs his start box was empty, and Nico was like, oh, cool. I just moved up a couple places. 
That's not how that how this works, Nico. You should know this. <laughs> and they were pointing it out. They're like, oh, you know, it makes sense that, you know, you just see an open box and know you're supposed to be. David Coulthard was like, no, there's a flashing electronic sign right there that says S I A, not H U L. No. <laughs> Uh, uh, I know he was like, oh, shit, I'm in the wrong spot. Maybe nobody will notice. <laughs> yeah, nope, they noticed. Uh, lap 10, I've got Checo still in P13. Can't get past Joe Guan Yu. Yeah, he was having a stinker. It was not a good time for Mr. Perez this weekend. Could not pass Joe Guan Yu. Russell is all the way up at P9 at this point. Yeah, it, it was. it's crazy to see the difference. Yeah. Um, lap 12 through 15, there was a ton of pit stops. I was very, I, I really expected like lap 17 and 18, the pits were going to go crazy, but people were pitting way earlier than I expected. And on lap 15, Russell pitted again, Yeah, which I was like, what, what you just pitted already. You've already done one of your pit stops. What are you? It's only lap 15. Um, I'm really wondering though, if that was tire allocation, like if everyone was just on used tires at that point. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it was it was definitely interesting. Like you, I was thinking the same. Everybody would dive in, go as long as they could. But then I guess, you know, you got other teams that are trying to do some sort of undercut. And then you got other teams that are on used tires at that point. So, yeah, it, the whole three stop in theory, I thought it was going to be kind of cool. But for one, it made it super difficult to figure out who was where because you're looking yeah. you're just, you're like Alex Albon is in the lead at one point. And you're like, well, he hasn't yep. stopped yet. And like everybody's out of place. It was so hard to figure out what was going on, who was in their, you know, the net place, whatever that, that they always talk about. And honestly, it just wasn't as exciting as I thought it would be. I think maybe a mandatory two stop would be would be good. But the mandatory three stop was just way too much. Yeah, I totally agree. It, it was a little cray cray. Um, <laughs> lap 19. So Alonzo comes out of the pits and he's behind Stroll who has not pitted yet. And they came onto Stroll's radio and they were like, move, bitch, get out the way. Alonzo's <laughs> coming through. <laughs> I love it. He's like, he said it so nicely though. He's like, Alonzo's on a different strategy. And honestly, he's just like, Alonzo's better than you. You suck. <laughs> get, move, out yeah. <laughs> get out the way. Get out the way. That's funny. Max comes in and pits. He he threw on a brand new. So I went and I was laughing. Max was one of three people that went the full maximum 18 laps, threw on another fresh brand new pair of mediums. And I was like, how many? You only get like three or four mediums for a weekend. I went and looked. And you had to, in the sprint shootout, use mediums for Q1, Q2. Max used the same set of mediums for Q1 and Q2 for the sprint shootout. So he had all brand new sets of mediums available to him. Nice. I was like that. It pays to be a winner. Yep. <laughs> it pays sure to does. be fast enough to not even need to use your other tires. Um, lap I was, on lap 21. I was just like, there's so much passing going on. I don't know who is where there, <laughs> there's just passing galore everywhere. I can't even keep up with it all. Yeah. Everybody's trying to get in back into their spots. You got people that whose tires are falling off because they pitted lap 15. And then you got people that just pitted. It was like I said, man, it was pandemonium. It was awesome though. It was cool to yeah, see, it but it's so hard to, to keep track. Um, lap 23. I don't know. Oh, lap 23. I just wrote down. I was like, okay, because it, it all kind of shook out about lap 23 to net position. So I was like, okay, Max is in first, followed by Piastri, Alonzo, Norris, and Leclerc. It's like, okay, that's our top five right now, getting a snapshot of 23, because it wasn't long after that that a whole nother round of pit stops started. And you're like, <laughs> I don't know who's where. Um, Perez, lap 25, first man to get the black and white flag for track Yes, he was. And uh, although he wasn't the last or the only one on lap 25, but yeah, it's like, you know, the hits just keep coming, Mr. Perez. You're already in the back messing around with Haas's and, and Williams yeah. and Alfa Romeo's, and now you can't even keep it on the track. Um, 
Lap 26, Alonzo begging for someone to dump water in the car because it's so hot. <laughs> I love how his engineer was like, we'll see what we can do, but I don't it's think it's going to be hard. But I was, it was, <laughs> I was picturing someone sitting there with like a Home Depot five-gallon bucket of ice water just ready to toss it into the car. <laughs> Somebody today I saw, it was an old video from like, you know, 1950s or 60s Formula One, and they literally did that. It was a black and white yes. video. The guy pulls in, he just like throws water on. <laughs> he takes off. It was like, what do you expect, Alonzo? Like, just pee on yourself at this point. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like, let's add a couple of wet pounds of water to the car. That's not going to yeah, help. Yeah, it's not going to help. Um, lap, I've got so many notes because so much crap was going on, but they're all just little short pieces. Lap 27, Prez, five-second time penalty. There we Try go. Them. The first one. Let's keep a notch. That's one time penalty. Yep. Lap 33, Alonzo bips it off track just going too fast and uh oversteered straight off the track and and he was fighting with norris fighting hard he was within drs range and he had to drop back two and a half seconds from there very he must have been pushing um lap 36 logan pleading with Williams and James vows that he's doing all that he can and please I'm sorry I was like dude (laughs) All right, so <laughs> I really felt bad for Logan on this, right? Because he's like, I don't feel well. This is the first time that we hear that he's not feeling well. Um, and they're like, all right, just bring it in. There's no shame in bringing it in and retiring. And he's like, no, James, I promise I can do this. I give you my word. And it's just like, you you, you could tell this guy is fighting for his life right now. Yes. He's like, I only have a couple more chances to prove that I'm worthy. I've already taken it off the track yesterday and, and yep. DNF or, you know, came out of uh, the sprint. And now I'm just, I'm just trying to finish this race and finish it cleanly. He wasn't putting in anything for lap times. His lap times were absolute shit. Yeah. But he wasn't putting it into the wall. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a plus. But yeah, I just felt really bad when he was like, no, 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 I can do this. I, you have my word. It was it was definitely a pleading. I'm trying everything I have, which, which like good for him, and I have some sympathy. But generally, when someone's all the way down to that mindset, yeah, you're not calling it back. Like, it's like no, 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 don't kill me, don't kill me, don't kill me. I have a family. <laughs> uh, lap thirty nine. Prez gets another. Five second time. Okay, penalty. go ahead and mark that down. That's his second five second time penalty. He's okay. currently the only driver that's been penalized <laughs> at this point. And the uh, radio message from his engineer was stern, let us let's say. Yeah. Yeah. But it was something like, this is not helping our race. Yeah. <laughs> this, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you stop that now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will bring uh, you in like Logan Sargent. Lap forty one. Sergeant quits. Yeah. I dude, that was bad too, because not only did he quit, but it looked like he was stopping on the track. Like he you could tell he was just I, out of it. He he was at his wits end. And it showed him being like basically drug from yeah. the car. Dude, the way um, his his suit was just dripping when he got out. Cause before that, like you could see Russell like opening his visor coming yeah. in. And so, like, you could tell it was kind of hot, but I didn't realize the extent of what these guys were going through at the moment until kind of Sergeant came out, and you're like, oh, maybe this is a problem. Yeah, it, it was bad. Um, I did note that DC made the comment, hey, at least the car's coming home in one piece. <laughs> oh, my God, just completely <laughs> savage. This guy, this guy's about to faint, and <laughs> DC, always with the commentary. DC had some quick ones this weekend. <laughs> Uh, lap 45 McLaren pit stops 1.8 seconds and 2.0 seconds oh man on it and they were moving yeah and over the couple past couple years Red Bull has had like the golden standard for pit crews and pit stops but there's been a couple times over the past few years where McLaren has thrown in some really fast ones and then for those two essentially back to back within a lap world record Yes. Awesome. Good job. And I just want to point out too at this point that Russell is moving through the field. Oh, he was like, on a and mission. It's hard. It's hard to tell where he is, but it's like, oh, hot damn. Like Russell's cruising. He's making yeah. passes. He's shaking and baking and, and very impressive. Um, 
I have on lap 54, Stroll and Perez are battling. Well, also on lap 46 before that, Perez gets lapped by oh, Max. Yes. <laughs> I totally missed that. Yeah. Which is yeah, never good when you're getting lapped by your teammate. The last time that happened, I believe Alex Albon was driving that car. Oh, Alex Albon is no longer driving that car. <laughs> lap 54, Stroll and Perez are having a nice little battle between each other of who can do the stupidest thing to take each other out. Um, it's always dangerous when you got Stroll and <laughs> Perez going against each other. You're like, well, this isn't going to end well. No. Lap 56, Perez is still behind Stroll. <laughs> Still not passing Lance Stroll. He gets who, a few by the more way, time penalties. He's behind Stroll, who, by the way, is in the middle of becoming a heat casualty, which we <laughs> didn't know at the time. <laughs> so that's not good. Again, for Perez. Yeah. Uh, and Gasly then passes Perez. Gosh. Check it. Another pass by an Alpine. It's the bottom of the midfield. It's not even a good <laughs> car. Meanwhile, you're just racking up penalties left and right. Yeah, so let's let's, let's look at the you know let's look at the penalties. So Lance got two five second penalties. Checo got three. Gasly got two, and Albon got two. Those are the only people that got penalized. Are we? Was I? I thought I. I thought Perez got another one. I thought he was at. He four. did. He got three. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought he was at four. So that that or maybe takes four. Him. He might have gotten four. I don't know. He got a lot. Uh, I stopped counting. At this at point, it doesn't point. matter. <laughs> Yeah, um, and that's that's the race. We have Max Verstappen, P1, Oscar, P2, Lando, P3. Now, I do think that Lando probably could have been on that second step, but they did give team orders for Lando yeah. just to bring it on home, which I think Lando understood, but his, he still kind of had that cheeky Lando response where he's like, why? Why are we going to do that? I'm clearly yeah. much quicker than him. And they're like, dude, we're in second and third place. Like, just Just bring it home. <laughs> All right, so... Here's my take on that. And I wanted to ask you how you felt about that. But so when they told him that, that was on lap 47. He was lapping quicker, much quicker than Piastri. Um, and they they had a pretty good buffer to P4 at that point. So there wasn't exactly George Russell. George Russell from P17. Yes, exactly. So there wasn't much of a risk of something happening from when they're swapping the cars and getting past. But potentially there was a risk that Russell would catch up to Piastri and then be able to pass. But the way I was looking at it at the time was if they let Lando pass, he's going so much faster than Piastri, he could close that gap to Max a little bit. Max still has to pit. So if something happens in that pit, which something did, but it wasn't that bad. It was like a four-second pit stop, which isn't you yeah. know crazy. But if something happens in that pit stop, say it was a six or an eight second pit stop, well, now you got your faster car who's there that could potentially bring the fight to Max. And afterwards, I'm looking at the times like Max is only six seconds ahead. Yeah, it was Granted, fast. it was still Max on like level six, level seven Max. So I'm sure he wasn't really, really pushing. Uh, but man, I was just like, I wanted to see that. Afterwards, kind of like Lando, heat of the moment, I was completely against it. Afterwards, I was like, yeah, maybe it was smart kind of be a rear gunner. Um, well, but, I think the bigger man. thing was the, was the business. I think they ran it as a business. They are 11 points behind Aston Martin and the constructors right now. I think it was not worth P2, P3, who was standing on which step when you have tens of million dollars on the line. If you can beat Aston Martin and the constructors, I think they're just like, Hey boys, like, this is good for business. Like bring it home in second and third. Let's get in front and P four in the standings. And they're not far off from Ferrari either. Like, I think they really, they will definitely be P four in the constructors, but they could also give Ferrari a run and be up there towards P three. If Ferrari makes some more stupid mistakes. So I think it was yeah. more along the lines of kind of a business decision of it is not worthwhile to, to risk losing out on that. Yeah, that's that makes sense. And also now they've got their faster car that can be a kind of rear gunner for their slower car in case George does catch up, which yep. I guess so, man. I just wanted to see Lando up there. I know. I did too. And I think Lando got it. He kind of had that lighthearted, like, I can do it. But yeah, he, he was he, in good spirits after the race. Yeah, he was. Um, so I think that's I think that's worth the talk too is after the race the carnage that we saw from all these drivers. 
Yeah. And the in the talks afterwards, the the post-race uh interviews and whatnot, they're exhausted. Completely dripping and exhausted. Yeah. I uh, didn't it was bad. And you see, for one, Albon was having he was struggling getting out. I think he had to be kind of helped out of the car. Lance Stroll, when he got to to the uh when he finished the race and tried to get out, like he tried to get out, he had to sit back down. He was finally able to pull himself out and had to like kind of collapse there. They took him straight to the ambulance. You know, yep. Lando in the post race interview was talking about how multiple drivers had collapsed and potentially fainted uh after the race. Yeah. You had Logan the, Sargent was being treated for extreme dehydration. Yep. Logan, yeah. So Logan Sargent went down super hard. Then you got uh, well, Oscar Piastri lying on the ground in the cool-down room. Max Verstappen just sat down in the corner, too. Like This is one of those races where it's like you see how physically demanding this sport actually is. Like A lot of people yeah. don't consider these drivers to be athletes, but look at what these guys went through. It's wild. Well, and they were talking about – Piastri was talking about that, um, how you know, due to the mandatory pit stops, there was no tire management. You're just basically slinging quality laps every time at maximum G-force. Like, I bet that was exhausting. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. Definitely a rough race. And they said um, afterwards everything to that next year, Qatar is a month later, and that should greatly help. But that, you know, hey, they need to look at this track and do something about it because this was dangerous. Yeah, I think we'll see different sorts of uh, curbs next year for sure. Yeah, again. Um, and I don't know, like maybe they push the time back. You know, even if it's a month yeah. later, maybe they push the time back so it's cooler. I, I don't know. But yeah, there's definitely going to be some changes for next year. Um, <sighs> great race. Max, three-time world champion, confirmed. Um, all right, let's let's... I did some maths. Let's talk okay. Checo. Um, so last race review, I said I think Checo's seat is secure as long as there's nobody to contend with Red Bull. I think McLaren is making it very clear that they can contend. And I did the math. If over the past six races, if McLaren averaged how many points per that they were getting and, did, and you extended that over all of the races, right? They would be beating Red Bull in the constructor standing right now. Oh, damn. That's uh, not good for Mr. Checo over there. They would be beating them. So, yeah, I definitely think it's like, hey, I said his, safe was seat, his seat was safe, but uh, maybe I'm retracting that because McLaren is actually making a bid to be a challenge for Red Bull. Yeah, I mean, honestly... I feel like he's kind of in the same position as Logan, right? Like, I think that I agree with you when you were talking about how Christian Horner wants to keep Checo around because Checo, he's a, he's a, he's number two, number two. Yeah. He's number two in the, in the championship right now too. Right. So he had, he's proven that he has what it takes, but he has never in that car been able to hold it together and put together an entire season. And so we're seeing again, that he's starting to feel the pressure and he's starting to fall back. And I think it, the same how Logan Sargent, everybody knows that it's like, hey, we want to keep you here, but you have to help yourself, right? Help us help you. Yeah. And he's not doing it right now. So how much longer, you know, there's only six races left. If he continues down this path for the remaining six races, it's not looking good. It can't be. You have to have that tough conversation. Yeah, especially when you have Liam Lawson sitting in the wings, that would be a, you could make a number two. Yeah, and uh, so I, I think he's in the same boat as, as Logan Sargent right now. If he pulls it together for at least half of the remaining races, you know, I yeah. think he could breathe easy over the off season. But man, if he keeps doing this, it's not good for you to be down there fighting with Hosses. It, that's and Lance you're Scholl. out of place, buddy. Yeah, like, come on, man. Got passed by Pierre Gasly. Four penalties for track limits. Max oh. didn't even get one track limit infraction. Nope. Not one. Nope. And it's hard. I don't want to. It's almost unfair to compare anybody to Max, right? It is, but, but that's who you're sitting next to. So it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like you don't have to be a Max, just be, you know, half a Max. And yeah. Right now, you're not even a quarter Max. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I think we beat up Checo enough. We did. We did. You know, we didn't talk about though. 
Esteban Ocon, who after the race told his engineer that I didn't tell you, but I threw up in my helmet at lap 15. Yes. Jeez. That is just that what a bad like experience for a lot of these guys. Can you imagine being in an F1 car doing 195 <laughs> miles an hour and having to throw up? I panic a little bit when I have to sneeze and I'm doing 85 on the highway. <laughs> no 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 if i was gonna throw up in my helmet i would absolutely turn the radio on everyone is gonna get to hear it's like uh, esteban uh you're pushing the button (laughs) turn the radio off please are you okay where is he on the gps is he still (laughs) i wonder I want to look at the tele- telemetry. Eh, I want to look at the telemetry and see how his lap times changed when he was puking. <laughs> see if you could see it drop off, or if he held it together. <laughs> there was a, that one shot of of uh, George trying to cool his hands off or whatever. You know, doing one hundred and ninety five with his hands on top of the steering wheel. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like it's a bold move. A, you see like, how quick his hands are like. Woo, woo. Yeah, jeez, that's fast. Uh, Heroes and zeros. Let's do the heroes and the zeros. I'm sure our heroes and zeros are probably going to be pretty similar this time. Yeah, I mean, I would, the zeros I would are the usual suspects. Actually, all but one for me. Yes, <laughs> I've got all right. Perez, so, Sergeant, and Stroll. Who was your second one? Perez, Sergeant, and Stroll. Ooh, I left Sergeant off. I do have Perez and Stroll. Um, I would be I think, happy to put an asterisk next to his name for the race day, but the rest of the weekend was not good. He did. Sergeant did have a bad one, <laughs> but uh, I expected more out of Sir Lewis Hamilton, and I am very disappointed that he did what he did on lap one and ruined his race. Almost took out his teammate as well, which is inexcusable and unacceptable. So shame on you, Mr. Lewis Ham- or Sir Lewis Hamilton. Uh, so I put him as my third. It would zero. be fun, and we're going to cover it. In the we'll just hop over. I agree. Hopping over to heroes, George Russell. Um, what a weekend and what a race. Um, to go from P two to P seventeen and end the race in P four, phenomenal. I am super curious though. Had Lewis not crashed out and had George not had to fight through the entire field, who would have been on that podium? Two two McLarens or two Mercedes? That would have been an awesome fight to see. Yeah. We were robbed of the opportunity by Lewis yes, we Hamilton. Were. All right. So who's your other two heroes? Max Verstappen. Oh, three-time world champion. Going to go ahead and go throw all the kudos to him. Locked it up in epic fashion, has broken every kind of record you could imagine, and he did it this weekend. Congrats to Max. Um, and Oscar Piastri. Good job, Oscar. P2 in the Grand Prix, P1 in the sprint race, pole position in the sprint shootout. He awesome did. weekend. Oscar Piastri is... Giving McLaren a good problem, I think, because um, he's the only one that's been able to challenge Lando and on some cases actually come out on top. And I hope that this is an, an anomaly for Lando because I don't know if it's starting to get to him and that's what's causing Lando to have those little flubs like he had this weekend. Um, but either way, I think that uh, McLaren has probably the strongest driver pairing right now. You've yeah. got Mercedes and McLaren, I think, are the, the top two. Um, but man, that McLaren, for one, they're both super young. They're both super talented, and they've got some bright futures ahead of them. So I and think those McLaren, engineers have built them a hell of a car. Yeah, dude, I'm so excited for next year. I think next year we're finally, I mean, not finally, but next year we are going to see again a chance where you have potentially three constructors fighting for the constructors championship. I don't know if anybody's going to be able to beat Max in the driver's championship, but at least the constructors is going to be spicy. Um, and I don't think Max is going to have 10 consecutive wins next year. No, no. Once you get these other, other cars that are competitive, all it takes is one misstep. Like earlier in the year when uh, what happened, Max spun out and went off the track, mm-hmm. but had such a commanding lead. He still came out on, in front. I don't know if that's going to be a, an option next year. Yeah, which would be awesome. I think Max would probably yeah. enjoy that too. Oh yeah, I mean, we saw what happened in uh, uh, Singapore. Singapore. 
Max had the time of his life, I think. Yeah. Um, all right. So on the, back onto the heroes, we had largely the same Russell, uh, Max. And instead of Piastri, I put all of McLaren because yeah. man, that those pit crew or that pit crew with those pit stops is awesome. You've got, just like you said, the engineers which have designed a car. I can't believe the swing that this team has taken from the first couple races of the season to the point where I'm just like not even wanting to wear my McLaren hat. I'm talking bad about Zach Brown. I'm talking bad about, you know, the whole program. We're wondering if Oscar made the right choice to now where they are. Oh, my God. What a turnaround. What a phenomenal uh, program they've put together. And so, yeah, I put the entire McLaren team as my third hero. I think that's fair. Let's get through these predictions. All right. Got to find my predictions. Ah, nope, that's not it. Okay, here we go. For the poll, GP. We'll do GP first. Okay, GP. I had Max on poll, so at least I got that one right. Uh, As did I. Max on poll. I had Norris in P3. Oh, good for you. So you were happy when they told him to hold, <laughs> hold what you got. Yes. All right. I had I had old Checo Perez in P and P three. I, I thought he Checo. was gonna get it together. I had him in P two. Oh, you did? I forgot. <laughs> oh man, we both thought Checo was gonna pull his head out of his ass this weekend. Nope, he shoved it up there. <laughs> All right, P one. I think we both had Max. Yep. Who's your P two? Norris, wasn't it? Oh yeah, Norris is my P two. Yep. Wah, wah. Yeah. And yeah, we both had Max. My wild card was Liam Lawson was going to score points. Uh, that did not happen, by the way. No, no, he he he, he finished P seventeen, dead last. <laughs> yeah. Well, my wild card was that signs with DNF. Uh, unfortunately, he <laughs> DNF. <DNS'd. laughs> <laughs> didn't, didn't even start, so I didn't. I got robbed of my opportunity. You did. Um, but hey, yeah, because the- you you said he was gonna. I asked, is it gonna be a power unit failure or is it gonna be a, a sign special? And you you clarified that you intended him to crash out. Not, yes. Yeah. Not. I uh, I, I like to think that last night he was the only one that was like energized and ready to go out and party, and all the other drivers are on their deathbeds and they're with IVs. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Carlos. <laughs> uh, all right, sprint pole. I think we both had Max. We did. Yep. Oh, Oscar. Oscar. Yeah, buddy. P3 in the sprint. I said Carlos Sainz was going to get it. Uh, P3. I had Oscar. Yeah, it was Lando. Yep. Lando got P3. P2. I had Norris. Oh, P2. I had Norris also. Yeah, it was Max Verstappen. It was Max. For the first time ever. (laughs) I know, right? And P1. We both had Max and his old Oscar Piastri for the win. Yep. Man. My wild card was Checo would not qualify in the top five. Nailed it. I see. And you said I had a safe wild card. I am starting to believe that was a safe wild card from you. So the funny thing is, is I almost said what I originally thought was that he would go out in Q2. And I was like, ooh, that's, that's kind of a bold one. I was like, I'm going to just say top five. And I was sitting there and I, I couldn't remember if I had said that for the sprint or the GP and when he went out in Q2, I was like, I was right. I felt it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, my wild card was Logan Sargent would be P12 or above uh, in the sprint. And he didn't finish. Uh, He He did uh, the car, the sign special. He did the sign special. I called the wrong wild card for the wrong person (laughs) on the wrong race. (laughs) Dude, what a crazy weekend. So it was. much to unpack. Like I don't. I think I mentioned it before. I don't know what Formula One, what is going on since the summer break, but it's like these guys have just put together some absolute bangers of races. I don't even know what is my favorite one. It's like every time I see a race, I'm like, this is my new favorite for the the calendar or for the year. And we've had two awesome sprints so far too, which yeah. they've not disappointed. It's just yeah, man. What this a crazy race weekend. was so good that I didn't realize how fast it went. There was so much happening so often that usually, like, it hits that lull halfway through, and like yeah. the kids will want breakfast or something, and I'm kind of like, yeah, I can miss a few laps. I'll, I'll listen in and whatnot. This one, I was like glued to the TV the yeah. whole time. Hell yeah, man! Such a um, good one. Yeah, it, it was awesome. Next up. 
Austin, Texas. My favorite race on the calendar. It's it's so it's much another fun. Another sprint weekend. Oh man, this is gonna be good. A sprint and in I Austin is gonna track. be good. Yeah, I love the track here. It's almost. I last year was the first year in a few years that we didn't go, and we finally got to see the race and like actually enjoy it. Because when you're at the track, you don't get to see the race. Like you, you're in your corner. And you get to see the cars for like Hopefully five seconds. You can see you know, the cars. Yeah. If you're on that hill in Austin, you're probably not going to see anything if you're not in the stands. Um, but yeah, last year's race was amazing here. I love the build up to it. I love the the pageantry. I know a lot of people don't like the way Americans do sports, but I think universally Austin is kind of like it's its own thing. It's not Miami yeah. where it's like star studded, but you've got Danny Ricardo coming in either on horseback or flown in by an eagle this year. I don't know what's going to happen, but he's finally driving coming back. Dale Earnhardt's 1986 Monte oh, Carlo. I'm so upset we missed that that day. Looking for oh. parking. But anyways, I digress. We're going to have a great weekend. Uh, we've got an off week, and then we've yep. got Austin coming up. Um, following Austin, we've got, what do we got? Mexico, Brazil, and then uh, Las Abu Vegas. Dhabi. And oh, then Vegas Abu Dhabi. And then- so we're getting down to the, only a few more races left. I can't believe it, man. It's been a long ones. season, but we got good races coming up. I'm excited for this next one. So if you guys like this podcast, make sure you leave us a rating and a review and share it with a friend. And uh, I think that's going to be it for this wild. This is a long podcast and we're at an hour, over an hour right now. So Yeah, I bet we are. Whew, you got anything else? No, I think we covered it. All right. Well, on that note. Stay classy, America. We'll see you next time. In Austin. Yes. I'm so excited.